Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Today, we're talking about a smorgasbord worth of things. Maybe some sports, maybe some non-sports. We'll see where the conversation goes. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, what you do is smash the like, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, and tell me the weirdest thing that you've gambled on since the quarantine began and sports have been canceled because there's still plenty of stuff to go gamble on. And if you want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars, sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo Experience, boom, you're in that drop. Please do it. It's helping us out. We need more and more and more and more of these five-star reviews. It takes like 10 seconds, so please go do that. Quick update on what you should be expecting from the show over the next few weeks because I will likely be off on paternity leave starting sometime next week. But Cody and Paul are going to have the full gamut of UFC shows. There's already a UFC Jacksonville show out now for the Wednesday card. Thursday, they'll have the weekend card. And whenever the UFC decides to update it on their new schedule and what they're doing, there will be Dog and Pass podcasts on the DraftKings YouTube channel and the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast feed. For all of those, we have a bunch of fantasy football stuff covered. We have a bunch of movie bracket stuff covered. So there's plenty of content new every single day for you to go check out. So tell a friend. Go do all that fun stuff. Jeff Feinberg is on the line, as is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's uh, not my name. And nobody thinks it is. Uh, Jeff, would you agree or disagree with that statement? I would disagree. You see, I would too, because most people know Tim Andercust as just Cust, not even Tim Andercust. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that most people no. just call you Cust? No, no one does. Okay. Never, no one ever has. I just did. Yeah, but you just did it for effect. Now, see, again, you're just living your truth and being a liar. We all know this. Jeff, did you No, watch- I guess I'm just, I'm just showing some strength for certain people who aren't able to keep their new nicknames straight for longer than a couple of weeks on Twitter. Who would that be? They know, they know who they are. Okay. What are you talking about? Who knows? Tim thinks that whatever appears in his Twitter feed is the Twitter feed of everyone on Earth. Uh, so he will make casual references to like the 13 people he follows and expects that everyone else in the world follows him. Yes, Paul. Uh, he's, referring, he's referring to Pogi Rob, who uh, took on the nickname Pogi Rob. He leaned into it. He as embraced we said, it finally? Much better for SEO value. Despite asking advice from some people and being given the opposite advice. <laughs> he, lis- he listened to your truth and he got the real truth. So, but isn't the real truth because he even said he's never been on Pokey. It's just a lie. It's yeah, just a nasty sobriquet that should never have stuck and it's not his name and no one's ever called him that. I don't know why I'm sticking up for him more than himself. I mean, Cody's always called him that. Cody was the one who really... I guess Cody and Pat made the nickname. Anyway, we're way off course. Yeah, we... we so... Tim, we'll start with you. It looks like the Jets are going to sign Logan Ryan. That's a great signing. It's an okay sign. It helps them because they have a terrible secondary, but like Logan Ryan's no great shakes at this point. I mean, if he were a superstar, he wouldn't be on the market right now. So that's fair enough. I think he helps big time. I mean, I, I just think he shores up the secondary in a league where you know you're you're playing dollar and quarter packages a lot. Having that extra defensive back makes a big difference. And so yeah, I, I certainly can't complain about it, and uh, I think it would be silly to complain about it. Hey, this is- I, I have a long association. I, I, one of my really good friends is like me and Tim when it comes to the Titans. 
Uh, and yeah, huge Logan Ryan guy. Sad to see him go. Had been, I've heard this guy's name since he stepped into the league being chirped in my ear. Uh, and like a lot of players on the Titans over the years, when they were that like standard eight and eight team, uh, you know, a very quality roster that never got good uh, quarterback play. And he was always, always a part of it, but interesting Ryan, uh, Jarrell Casey, some interesting things. I, I'm yeah. And the last player to catch a pass from Tom Brady in a Patriots uniform. That is correct. Well, that was just a revenge pick at that point. <laughs> it was it was cosmetic, but still fantastic. It's good to know that, and it's good for Patriots fans to remember that the last pass Brady will ever throw as a Patriot uh, was an interception touchdown in the playoffs. So good that they remember that. I don't even think they'll remember it. Like I they think will, it's so I will not easy let to them forget. Be blurred. Oh, you won't let them forget. No, believe me, I will not. I will bring it up on occasion just to remind them of things they need to know. Yeah, just like you celebrate like the anniversary of like the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Sure. Okay, you know what? I know you're upset. I know you're already doing draft prep for next draft because you're going to have the first overall pick by the numbers, but don't get upset at me. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. I, wasn't even, I didn't even have that in my notes, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little taken aback by that. I need to see the numbers. I need to see the data that allowed them to get there because I'm a big pro football focus fan, but pro football focus is also historically, at least this group of the chargers, like very fond of them as I guess a lot of like math, you know, would lead you to be fond of them because math doesn't really account for, um, crazy kicking or the insane like things the chargers like always do like they never don't do them um so i was really taken aback and i'll say insulted and disappointed in that notion that the chargers might be a lot of things in 2020 but the team drafting first overall um no 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 i'll shave my head clean back clean back if that happens that's it's not possible on a lot of fronts. I'll start by saying I wouldn't think it's the worst thing in the world either. I've watched this league long enough. I mean, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. That's yes, it would. It would mean you set this year's pick on fire. It would be a terrible thing. Uh, whatever. You set the pick on fire. Maybe he might not even play. Like, I guess if they go 1-15, in 15, somehow he does play. Um, the only way they go one in 15 is if Tyrod like breaks his leg early and Herbert has to play the whole year and he's an unmitigated, like Rosen disaster. That's the only way, because anyone that's ever watched the bills and you got a bills fan and, you know, with a microphone in front of him, Tyrod Taylor won't allow you to go to be the worst team in the league. Tyrod Taylor is a lot of things. He's a lot of things. And I'm not for a second, hopefully this entire off season will not look at Tyrod Taylor than anything other than he is. But what he is is a guy that's like 24 and 21 in his career with 55 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. Um, You know, and you can underrate his taking a crappy Bills roster, our offensive weapons surrounding him to the playoffs, and overrate his four weeks with Hugh Jackson if you want. If you want, you can like under, you can look at those any way you want, but He's not a court. I mean, Bills fans, many times, I think I, I worked with many of them and know many of them well. They wanted to be in the top three many seasons in September. 
and there was Tyrod making you seven and nine or six and ten. So I don't really see a scenario in which this team can be one in 15. Uh, I guess, I mean, it's a bunch of quarterback injuries. And I think if it's a surprise team that does get first overall, that's usually what's going to happen. Like the year Peyton Manning never took a snap. Uh, that's far more likely to me somewhere in the league than uh, the Chargers being that bad. I've gone on for a long time, but this team went two and nine in one score games last year. The league is decided by one score games. That just shows you this team plays a lot of close games and they will again. They might not win them and they'll be hard pressed to make the playoffs. Don't confuse what I'm saying right now, but uh, I'm offended at the notion that are, that are, that uh, uh, a publication, I guess uh, that I certainly respect, like has that in their, in their thoughts. Here we are. I'd wager that that projection of the Chargers having the number one overall pick was it's not like a person or the publication that you need to get mad at. It's some sort of like modeling tool or algorithm. Yeah, no, and I want to see the model. I and I, well, like I mean, I said, Jeff, I want, Jeff, if you saw the model, what would you really make of it? No, I want to see what they're adding. Like, I want to see what's being weighted so heavily that's put us there. Because as I've said, if you when you break down pro football focus on the Chargers, they they rank incredibly high, like as position groups individually for the most part. Maybe they uh, um, maybe they ranked bad chemistry on the team. Something, something, something. Clearly, something. But, they've got something waiting against us, or they're they're including like Charger luck. Yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 it's like it factoring in the Ander curse to things. Sometimes Charger yeah, luck yeah, yeah, no, is just they, a thing. They, but they, like you kind of hit on it though. Like the one score games are huge. Remember last year when we came on, except for Tim, who predicted them to go to the Super Bowl. But you and I were talking about the Chicago Bears, and it's just like. The Bears, two years ago, never got hurt, and they won all the one-score games. Like Presumably, that's not necessarily going to flip the other way, but just be neutral. And then all of a sudden, they're going to hit their under on the win total, and that's exactly what happened. So you can even see the Chargers just being 500 you in one-score games. You did that with games. the Chargers yeah. last year. I did. You did that. You said it. You said, Feinberg, like, listen, there's a lot of things I like about this team. But last the year before, the year they had the great season, I think they – they won. They lost. It was like the complete opposite. It wasn't as bad as like, like two and nine. It wasn't like nine and two, but it was like seven and in two or something in the one score games. All their comebacks, all one score victories. Like that just that just works. It that water finds its level, and they're just an average team. And it, it completely flipped. And the quarterback threw twenty interceptions, and the bottom fell out on the Chargers. So, uh, you you call it. You were sort of onto the Chargers being an under team, and maybe that was also because Tim was picking them to win the Super Bowl. But here, anyhow, I'm 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 still. I'd like to to. I you know normally I just like reading the things or seeing what the numbers say. I don't care. Uh, you know how it's made, like a chicken McNugget or a sausage. I don't want to see the process of how it's made. I don't watch those videos on the internet that want to make you like not eat those things forever. I don't want to ruin them. Uh, but I would like to go inside. <laughs> that formula i'd like to just take a shower in it because i'm curious where they where they got us going being so bad well i would kind of say that even if you did see what the ingredients to the formula was the way that it would be laid out would just be indecipherable to anyone who was trying to read it unless they knew like i could look at it and be like i i don't know like i see what the inputs are i still have no idea what this is trying to actually tell me like i don't do statistical modeling i mean unless i'm just injecting the ander curse which was a big part of my chargers under from last year but tim 
the Cardinals gave up on Rosen the same way that if all of a sudden the Chargers get the number one pick that they could theoretically do to Herbert and it, it stunted them for a year, but now they're on the up and up. Like, isn't that what you would want? I mean, I guess, sure. But it also means that in effect, you have wasted a very high draft pick and that's not good yeah, for but a you, team like the but, Chargers but, but, but that but needs a lot of help. Hold on. Not there, good. But, but there's a lot of teams in general that waste their number one draft pick without even trying to waste their number one draft pick. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not even saying <clears> – I don't know what I'm saying. I'm thinking that if I had the first overall pick and I were the Chargers and I really believed, as this number say, and I believed in the kid I drafted, then I would just hold her an you auction. You might like Herbert. but I might, be, be, I might just hold an auction for that first pick and uh, get a King's Ransom. You might, but uh, listen, I would hope they get the number one pick with like Herbert never playing because that way he could still retain some like unknown value. Like I don't, I could go into the deep dive machine of the whole Breeze Rivers thing and Breeze finally became a decent quarterback when we drafted Rivers. And then unfortunately the injury to Breeze happened, which made the decision earlier. But there were a couple off seasons where it was rumors the Titans wanted him hard. Norm Chow, I don't know if football fans should remember him, but oh yeah, he, USC, yeah, USC, Mister USC. He was he was tied to Carroll and my guy Lane Kiffin. But I believe before even USC, he was in uh, NC State or somewhere in the ACC, and he really coveted Rivers. And apparently, there was a couple times where the Titans and the Chargers sort of got into some level of trade discussions that were hard to go anywhere because those were still the times where you had to pay a quarterback thirty million to like walk in the front door. And that was money the Chargers couldn't recoup in a trade, which kind of made the situation in and of itself. But to Pat's point, I I mean, Lawrence, if he's half of what they say he is, are you kidding me? Like, I, it, like you just give up on the quarterback. And you'd think we got the best quarterback prospect in 15 years or, or since Andrew Locke. So I don't, yeah, if the modern math. The guy who went up against Joe Burrow this year and got slaughtered. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm just saying what they're saying. And I, okay, you well, know, say whatever they want. The best quarterback of the last 15 years coming to college already got drafted. His name was Joe Burrow. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sam Darnold. Uh, no, okay, no, sure. no, no, it's Burrow. Burrow's going to be a superstar. Okay. Like the Bengals, you you the might Taco be. Teams making the playoffs. I think the Bengals are probably going to make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you, I, I, if geez. you, if you actually think that they're going to make the playoffs, you should probably just bet them to win the Super Bowl right now. No, no, because I don't think no, that's no, going to happen. Yeah, but I, it doesn't matter. They are the deep, they have the longest odds of any team in football to win. And then you hedge equity anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Wazoo. They're 125 to one at minimum. I'm seeing them at 200 to one to win at some places that if you do think that they're going to make the playoffs, you have like your 150 to one ticket riding and then you just bet against it every week. And, and- and Tim's insane. But Tim, does, Tim I, what he just said is is but, moronic in in some regards about no, them winning not. the Super Bowl this year. Burrow might be a might be a, a Peyton Manning type player, uh, but he still might have a Peyton Manning type rookie season, which will get the Bengals another really good pick next year, which is probably what they actually need to be Super Bowl champions in a couple of years. I don't know why you. But feel but, like but, but you're a, you're, you're no no no. You cannot say that he's the greatest. It quarterback prospect that's impossible because i'm evaluating these guys sort of like the andrew luck like the trevor lawrence and i guess it could have been Tua without the injury but when you're that like first overall pick being talked about like four three years and any year you come out you are first round the first overall pick that is that makes you the prospects that i'm talking about burrow looks like a fantastic prospect but everyone that loved him this offseason had him as a fifth or sixth rounder 12 months ago. So he's not that 
top of yeah, that's he's fine. not the prospect yeah, that Lawrence and Luck are or were. Not no, he isn't. He's not. He's not. Okay. He's sure. not. The odds you could have gotten on Joe Burrow to be the first overall pick, let alone to win the Heisman last year, were astronomical. So yeah, in well, no way do I agree with your assessment. He has my complete and total endorsement. Well, he's fucked. <laughs> so he's a star. They they still have he could be like listen Kyler was really good last year and it's not like the Cardinals were any good like you can have a good rookie performance and be really good and your team doesn't yeah, necessarily but the come Cardinals along with it. offense doesn't have the skill uh, when push and comes, their coach was terrible when push comes to shove will I'm I'll bet money that you don't even have a single cent on anything Bengals win total division to make the playoffs yes or no let no, alone super bowl division. you patsy I, would, I wouldn't on division for sure because i don't think that they can beat the ravens okay fine but I, my point being is this team that you just said that would have the I longest odds in the league to win the yes. super bowl that you're putting out there you won't even have a cent of your own money on it i think by the time the season rolls around i will have a bet on them to make the playoffs in fact i already do with a couple of friends Like th- that offense is an amazing offense. I am sorry. I don't care what anybody says. They can talk it down. They can be critical. They can sneer at it. Their skill position players can go head to head with almost any team outside of the couple of really elite ones. I'm I, sorry. They're I, really good. And in an offensive football league, you roll this team out there and they can beat just about anybody. And it is criminal to pretend otherwise. I, I think I take I, I don't want to say i take umbrage with it because i really don't care but you can saying that they have far better skill position players than the cardinals that's just not true <laughs> who did the cardinals have last year who did the cardinals have last season they had christian kirk and they had larry fitzgerald yeah. and they traded for Kenyon drake who was amazing when they had him and now they have deandre hopkins everybody would think i would well now they have hop didn't have hopkins last year no but they have Talking hopkins now the cardinals had last year versus yes now they have hopkins now they have an amazing wide receiver everybody else there you know okay like my my point was so so, so you're saying that, so you're saying that so you're saying that hold on but you're saying that now like AJ Green coming off missing a season and being in his 30s is still AJ Green from 5 years ago it's not like Tyler Boyd wasn't on the team last year they still have like Tyler Eifert like, do they even have Tyler Eifert anymore I don't believe they do but they've got Mixon so. who is uh, who hasn't fumbled the ball once in his NFL career it's a nice uh, team it, it, they're a really nice offense the, They've spent some money this offseason, and they've done some nice things. Billings on the D-line, a couple other pieces to solidify um, the roster. I don't doubt any of that. I don't want to throw cold water on the Bengals' prospects uh, of being on the right path. And them winning one game and getting first overall is an exponentially better result than winning seven games or six games or – you know, I truly believe that as a fan of of a team. Um, that's why I even joked, you know, that's why I even say, like, I don't believe in that Chargers getting first overall thing. But of all the options of, of that could end up being in the 2020 season after winning the Super Bowl or going on a playoff run, getting first overall is like the best option out there, period. Uh, but I am here. Like, it's embarrassing when you say these sorts of things. I no, like the Bengals. Not. They're going it's in the right quite, direction. You're like it's quite grounded to Super say they're going to be a seven. To say they're going to be a seven seed uh, isn't foolish. In fact, it's no. pretty, pretty reasonable. That's fair. But I think the entire comp, what team, I know you're just going to use this on me. I'm setting myself up. I'm putting <laughs> this on a T. But let's be real. Like, how many teams in the AFC aren't going to be in contention for the seventh seed? Not many. 
that's that's my point. I don't think that's saying a ton. Uh, that's more to like a competitive balance thing than these teams like suck. Um, but being in contention for that last spot is is going to be a lot of the teams. And that's, you know, I don't know, as a Chargers fan who's got Mahomes in his division, thank God there's an extra playoff spot because my road is stunted. Um, my, you know, so, but I don't know. Some mediocre teams are going to get in that spot. I don't think you're you're saying a ton, but I don't think okay, you're going to Okay, well, then, then don't say what I said is moronic then. Like you've just proved no, my that they're going to win the Super Bowl. That would be moronic to say that. I never said that. Yeah, he didn't say that. For one, for once, I actually sided with Tim. I said they might, they might make. I think they're going to make the playoffs. That's the long and the short of it. That's it. Okay, I take that back. I don't know where the Super Bowl. Part Pat of kept it. saying you should bet them their Super Bowl odds and bet against them, and I said I wouldn't do that. Well, I do agree. Sorry, you're right. I I apologize. I do believe. Uh, that if you do think they're going to make the playoffs, you should make any bet to uh, win the Super Bowl based on their odds. And you'd have ch- hedge equity even in an extra playoff round. So, like, the gate. like, looking at it right now, like, if they predict the Chargers, the pro football folk, I like the odds don't indicate that the Chargers are going to have the number one overall pick. In fact, they're per the odds are like median. They're 16th in football in terms of Super Bowl odds. The actual teams that you need to be looking at for the number one overall pick by the odds would be the Skins, the Bengals, the Jags, the Giants, the Panthers, Lions, Dolphins, and Jets. Those would be the teams in the contention for number one overall. Zinga. Like, by I the odds. Know what you're doing. Yeah, Jets, okay. But by the odds, sure. Sure. As I, I'm looking at the odds. This is what the no, odds no, say. Why I said by the odds, fine. Okay. I, do you, like... I think okay. I'm not going to argue with them. The odds are the odds. Do you think that is more likely that the Chargers get number one overall, Tim, or the Jets get number one overall? Because I would say it's the Jets. I'd say it's coin flip. I guess if I was forced to have to pick, I'd pick the Chargers because I picked them to only have seven wins. But you know, we saw how badly things can go last year without a quarterback. So thoroughly shocked if either team. (laughs) Me too. Shocked. Both Um, of those teams, yeah, both of those teams are are, are, like Jacksonville and the Giants and Washington to a lesser extent. Those are your teams. But it's never who you think it's going to be. Like if we went back and looked at who got first overall, like how often has it been a team that you thought it would be before the season? Yeah, I certainly didn't think the Bengals were going to be near that. Um, even without, there's some changes there, but I thought there, I guess, I guess probably the Browns were the last one when the Browns went on that, that brilliant strategy of not trying to win. Uh, they did win zero games. Yeah. They did get a couple in a row. That's a doubt. I guess that's the only one would be the Browns, but uh, they don't know what game they haven't known how to run a franchise for a long time. Like there are some different things here. Like let's say it is a quarterback injury and just all of a sudden this team out of nowhere is just really bad. Like what if Deshaun Watson gets hurt week one and he's not back for the rest of the season? Yes. The Texans could be the worst team in football. Without knowing who their backup quarterback is off the top of my head. Yes, that's they, true. They can go resign Mallet. Who's smarter than Mallet? Uh, you, you know, your, your point is well made that any of those teams could have any, there's about 15 teams for whom a quarterback injury could not just derail a season, but cause it to be the worst team in football. Do you remember? I, I, I agree with that. When um, Buddy on the Vikings knocked Rodgers out for the year, and yeah, I don't know, who, I do. That Packers team looked exactly without Rodgers. Looked exactly like the Browns teams we were watching that were going one in fifteen. It was literally like watching the same thing. Except for the one week when Tim guaranteed the Browns would beat that Packers team and they were winning by like 20 points, but then the Packers came back and won in overtime. 
Thanks for bringing that up. That was that was helpful. Yes, that did happen. I was very annoyed by that. Uh, the backup on the text is actually AJ McCarron, who's not bad. So maybe they wouldn't end up with the number one overall. AJ McCarron would have had a playoff win if uh, Perfect hadn't unnecessarily go, tried to go head hunting. Just trying to look at it, like you could say something like. If Stitham is really bad, I still don't even think the Patriots would end up with the number one pick. But if Stitham gets yeah. hurt, like, what's really the difference between Stitham and the backup if he's not good anyway? Yeah, well, that's it. There's too much talent on the defensive side of the ball in New England to go one and 15. Just let, to be honest with you, there just is. Unless they try yeah. to go one and 15. You know, there are teams like, I don't know, I don't Oakland, Oakland could crater. Okay. I think, that, I, 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 I think that if the Lions lose Stafford again, the Lions are very much yeah. in the mix for number one. 100%. 100%. 100%. Pat, I'll give you – I know you don't even like believe the Patriots will get first overall. You kind of indicated that unless they're trying to. But I certainly don't believe they're trying to at all. But I will give credence that if like six, seven weeks in, they're like one in five. They'll tank it. They might then like think about it, but but coming into it and the preparation for it, I don't believe for a second. Uh, Bilicek zigs when the rest of the league zags. I spoke about that on the earlier um, shows. Nobody knows what a sixth round pick needs to look like in practice more than Bilicek, and that's just not about Brady. Um, that goes to you know a Matt Castle, a Jacoby Brissett. I know those. Brissett was earlier and so was Garoppolo. But Belichick knows what a quarterback looks like. Maybe he knows what, like, not the, a top five quarterback in the league looks like. You might not see that in Stidham. But he knows what a guy that can start 16 games uh, and be a league median QB uh, looks like in practice. Because he's seen it before with lots of guys who walked out the door. And some of them have had, gone on to have good success. So I don't believe he breathes it even in a, for a moment. Uh, but if the season starts like an epic disaster i he could reevaluate tim what, what were your Bengals bets like what did you bet i bet with a couple of people that the Bengals would be a playoff team and what sort of odds do they give you on that i think i was fired up and didn't give the best odds guys <laughs> right now on DraftKings sportsbook if you want to bet the Bengals to make the playoffs it's plus 550 seems like there's value there seems like there'd be value there on every team in the afc that isn't the jags maybe just the Jags. I don't know. Like that's the only team I think that really has no chance to make the so play. I guess my, I guess my, I guess Miami too. Miami has, Miami to... has just as good of a chance to make the playoffs as the Jets do. No, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, Jacksonville, Miami, who else in the AFC is really, really like got no. Hold on. How have you full turned from calling me like a two, three win team to now? Well, cause just... I picked you to have seven wins. Did I not? No, I know that, but I'm just so saying. So I a- guess I have to follow what I picked in terms of wins and losses. Well, you never do that anyway. Yeah. You, f- you flip-flop every three <laughs> seconds. And to think that they're going to be, I guess, bad but not atrocious. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I, – I, I, I guess my – I guess they could. I guess you gave me three to one on the Chargers. Maybe the, maybe it's a money value there. But, yeah, outside of, like, Miami and Jacksonville, I don't know who else in the AFC. Like, I would just say I could write off at this point. You know, which is weird. Usually, the NFL you can write off, you know, half dozen teams per conference. They they're, they're really not going to do much, and maybe one team really shocks you. I think of the sixteen teams in the AFC, like I said, 14, 13, 14 have a legit chance to make the playoffs. You know who might not be very good at all this year? Pittsburgh, the Bills. Oh, your lips to God's ears. 
Yes. How dare you? I, it's, I, it's nothing against you, Paul. It's just how they go from every team in the AFC East could be markably bad this year because they go from playing like the easiest schedules in the league to like the hardest schedules in the league. Yeah, but we and, get to play a bunch of scrubs. That's in our true. Division. Like if the if the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots are bad, yes, the Bills could win that division. But if Miami or New York or the Patriots are like somewhat reasonable, the Bills could be in a lot of trouble. This could be a really like silly comment, but. The AFC, I'm biased, obviously. I'm an AFC guy. I'm a CBS guy. I'm a Dick Emberg, a Vern Lundqvist guy. The AFC is so, is the cool place to be right now. It, it has been if, for a while. If you don't have a young quarter, like every team in the AFC has a young quarterback um, that's either like really good or has a lot of like, you know, promise like the Allen Darnold, uh, Baker group, or, you know, now we have the complete unknown, Tim saying that Joe Burrow's a superstar, but, you know, um, Herbert and, and Tua and Burrow, like, you know, and obviously Drew Locke. I don't know. It just seems like the, the fun, cool place and all the cool young quarterbacks outside of Kyler Murray are like stomped out there. I suppose so, but all the good teams are in the NFC. Like you have the Chiefs and Maybe. the Ravens. Except for you, the Ravens. You, 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 have, you have the Chiefs. Else. Can you let me fucking finish a thought before you just cut me off? Fine. Would that be okay? Is that is that fine by said, you? I just said yes. I, I couldn't tell. You were just too busy talking over me. So after the top two teams, the Chiefs and Ravens, the next seven teams in terms of Super Bowl odds are all in the NFC. Like it, there's a distinct balance. Like I obviously not all of those teams are going to make the playoffs because that never ends up happening. But when going into the season, the NFC is so much stronger than the AFC. Like the, the is me- that because everyone else in the AFC, it's sort of like a golf that like, it's like they have to beat those two teams sort of like it used to be like Manning and Brady were there and who's like, you know, Pittsburgh would get by, I guess a bunch of times, but to, to, I don't know. You got to beat those teams. Well, the Saints have, well, I don't know. Yeah, you, you do, but just listen to the teams. And, and then, so the way that they have it, like the Chiefs and Ravens, AFC wise, are the two favorites, obviously. And then the next two teams are the Patriots, Bills, and Steelers by the betting odds. Uh, but the teams in front of them are the Niners, the Saints, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Packers, and the Seahawks. Like, are the Seahawks better than the Steelers? Probably, or at least they're the same if nothing else. And when you think about like the saints and you think like the only team from that group that I think could be like bad is the Packers. Yeah. Agreed. I think the Seahawks could be bad too. I have more faith just cause I have more faith weirdly in the Seahawks just to grind out. Cause they, they do this every year. We all, we, I know. we think that their yeah. roster is bad yet. Pete Carroll is a good coach. He gets, he's not a good like analytics coach, but he gets a ton out of mediocre talent. And when you have Russell Wilson, sometimes that's good enough. I agree. I I too keep waiting for the bottom to fall out because it's not that we think the roster is bad. The roster is bad, but Wilson is amazing. And so he keeps that team afloat, much like Jeff referenced earlier that Millie Rogers used to keep Packers teams floating. Uh, Wilson does the same. They were one inch away from the two seed last year on the last game of the season like that. And that team had no business being anywhere close to that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's they they do remarkable things with him, but yeah, I, I have the Seahawks and Packers of those teams are in the NFC of the two. I have the least confidence in, I guess. Yeah. Jeff, the, the Packers feel like that team this year that won a bunch of close games and no one can really figure out how they did it, that it's just going to reverse back to, they won't, like I said, they won't go like one in 10 in one score games, but if they go five and five in one score games, all of a sudden they're not making the playoffs. 
I lost my shirt betting against the Packers last year. I could not understand how they were winning. Aaron Rodgers wasn't even playing like that well um, in a lot of the situations when they were even winning. Uh, nothing made sense to me. So I really hope water finds its level as it pertains to them because I'm going to try to win some of my money back uh, there. And I would agree if I had to pick another team, it would be the Seahawks because like both of you, Tim kind of said it perfectly. I kind of just like been waiting for that year where even if Wilson's good, like a couple just in-game breaks kind of just don't happen. And, you know, the lack of depth uh, just starts to show, but it hasn't. And I was one of those really crazy people two years ago that was like certain things, the floor could fall out there a little and it didn't. And last year I certainly wasn't going to pick on them and was, you know, proven correct in that sense. But yeah, those would be the the two that we all, I think, seem to agree. Or at least I I fully agree with what Tim had to say. Yeah, well, you could make a case against the Bucks. Obviously, we've been doing that for a while, that maybe they're just all hype and that's it, especially at their current odds of 11 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Like, if Carson Wentz continues to be injured, maybe the Eagles aren't any good. But you'd think that they're in the conversation. Jeff, what you were saying about is the reason that the AFC teams are low because the top two teams are so good. I would actually say in the NFC, there's a couple more good teams that are getting buried because there are so many good teams like the Vikings yep. and even the Rams or the Falcons or the Bears. Like when I think about like that, like when we're talking about like that class of team in the AFC, we're down to like the Texans who make the playoffs every year, but it's because it's the NFC and they have, they also have one good player. Yeah. D Dallas is like the seventh best team in the NFC. And yet they would be the third best team in the AFC without question. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. Yeah. It's true. Uh, the the but, other, but the, the AFC has got a lot of, I guess I'm just being corny and repeating what I said before, but a lot of breakout potential in the AFC. Cause a lot of young guys that we don't know the full picture of, but, big ceilings so it's just funny how the public odds are always skewed for like super bowl or winning a conference because the packers are 20 to 1 to win the super bowl and the vikings are 25 to 1 to win the super bowl but if you go look at the division odds the vikings are favored to win that division over the packers now <laughs> yeah it's yeah i actually like I actually like that bet. Like, I don't see the Lions being good. Maybe the Bears are good, but that's, like, really unlikely. And I think the Vikings are better than the Packers. I think I got to copycat you on that uh, based on everything I said, and you bring up the rest of the division. I, I'm quite confident the Vikings get that division uh, back. And more I'm than less happy, confident. More than happy to take my shot um, based on what I feel about the Packers. And I don't think those other teams are better than the Vikings. Not yeah, I know. But I think the lions have the best QB now in the division. And so if you're going to give me, the they'll screw it up. They'll just, QB. they'll screw it up. They'll, they they'll probably will. They, they, they the probably Vikings will. for all their faults, you know, the primetime games, you want to like make fun. Um, you know, yeah, they lost digs, but they did a really solid job in filling holes on the roster. And we all agree. It's a very, stable quality roster that has depth and they're well coached and i'm one of those that believes kirk cousins is better than you do i'm not well, speaking yeah. about you two but i just mean in the general big picture on a single game basis well i hate him so oh, yeah, he's a... kirk i hate him kirk... i don't think he's that kirk cousins is probably like the 13th best quarterback in football which is fine if you want to make the playoffs you can even, Which is what the Vikings did last year. And, they and, barely and, got into the playoffs. Yeah. And and they won a playoff game with Kirk Cousins. 
they did indeed against a Saints team, which is perpetually overrated and never seems to perform in big spots. No, I, I disagree. I don't think that they're perpetually uh, overrated. It's just they do well. You don't believe in them. They do really well. And then we get to the playoffs and you predict them to win every time. Then they lose in crippling so, fashion. But you love Baltimore <laughs> so much. But how many, you know, if they don't win their first playoff game this coming season, that like you'll say the same stuff. Well, it eventually things become reality, right? If heaven forbid Baltimore struggles again in their first playoff game and lose, it's not a narrative to say Baltimore struggles in the playoffs. It's a fact. And it's a fact until it's not a fact anymore. These things aren't eternal. Things can change and will change, but until they don't, they are. Then are you willing to say, like, if they don't win a playoff game this year, they get bounced in their first playoff game. Lamar Jackson sucks like Kirk Cousins? No, Lamar Jackson is a an NFL MVP and a very good player. Kirk Cousins is a mediocre player who just fell rear end backwards into a very fortunate situation in Washington uh, and did as little as possible with as much as he had and has continued to do as little as possible with all the gifts that he has given. Uh, very few have done less with more than Kirk Cousins. So oh, you know, the, the fact that we have to pretend like it's the greatest thing on earth that he won a playoff game. Oh my goodness! No, what no, a marvelous we're just acknowledging it happened because people seem to don't even want to give him credit for it. I think is what Tim was pointing. What out. a marvelous accomplishment! I have never been more impressed in my life. Yeah, so, so we're not we're not arguing against the public here in terms of perception. We're just arguing against you, who seems to think that he's the worst quarterback in football. I don't use the by, worst by, quarterback by Pro Football Focus. He was the sixth best quarterback in football last year. Yeah, I don't really care about that. I, but so you, so again, you only care about these numbers when it's like pro I think Sam he's Darnold. The third best, I think he's the third best QB in his division, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who would disagree with that. Do, do we think that Aaron Rodgers is great anymore? No, I don't think he's great, but he's better than – if you had to pick between having Rodgers for a season or Cousins, who amongst us wouldn't take Rodgers, even with some of the, the bloom – off of the Rodgers rose and Stafford, if he stays healthy, Stafford could have been, you know what? You could be right on that. You could, you could be right. Cause I would like be more fearful of like not picking Rodgers. but this is one of those situations, you know, like we used to do at our old employment where sometimes people would just throw up two nameless, you know, career stat lines or stat lines, you know, for a two or three year sample. And you wouldn't you wouldn't hate the result after like the name you sorry you wouldn't mind what you're getting until they uncovered the name the key with that game because it's a it's a it's a getcha game always pick (laughs) the person with the worst always pick the worst stats and say that's what i'd like because that will that will nothing will burn that's the guy that's been to more all pros and stuff right exactly nothing (laughs) will burn the person asking that question more than when you go ahead and you pick the worst stats and say that's what i want that's what i like uh, that will stop that person from asking those getcha questions to you ever again. I don't necessarily disagree with you that I'd rather have Rodgers and Stafford over Kirk Cousins, but I think that's a loaded division for quarterbacks, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, if you go and look at it, those are three really good quarterbacks. And Stafford, I mean, I mean, he, he was on his South way to ha- the NFC South. I mean, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Tom Brady. Are you kidding mm, me? Are you kidding not- me? For one season, no. Yeah, for yeah, no. For this season, yes, absolutely. No, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree. You Uh, you called okay. So when he's on the Patriots, Tom Brady is a shell of his former self, and he's washed up. He joins a new team, and all of a sudden, he's good. I mean, he's not the best quarterback in football. So I mean, I guess in that sense, he's a shell of what he was. He's the second or maybe third best QB in his division. Ryan being the best, Breeze being the second, and Brady being the third. 
I'd rather have Cousins than I, I mean. What I read, I think Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Kirk Cousins are really interesting. They all just seem to be different variations of the same guy. With, well, I think Stafford probably has the most upside of them. Well, I don't know. Ryan won an MVP. Yeah, that was years ago, Tim. We're talking about now. And got to the Super Bowl. That's great, Tim. That was years ago. Okay, but we're talking about upside. Like, that, that's yeah, the upside. You, we've, yeah, we, so we've seen his upside. I bet you his upside, not quite as high anymore. That's like Cam Newton. He might not be, might be worthy more of what's being said but you can't honestly expect him to be an mvp again no that's fair i don't know i i think cousins is 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 below ryan and stafford uh i think although i you, love both ryan and stafford a lot so yeah if you look at their career you are correct but if you're talking about entering the 2020 season cousins is good yeah i still would take him third of those three though i well, think a lot of people would too w- would you if you had the choice between this year 2020 jeff Ryan, Stafford, and Cousins. I think I would go Stafford, Cousins, and then Ryan. I agree. I that people might, you know, I I agree. If you tell me Matt Stafford's healthy, I would rather him than than Matt Ryan. I would. Yeah, and I, I I agree. I think all three of these guys are top half quarterbacks in the league. Like it's not saying that if someone is like at the bottom of that ranking, then all of a sudden they're bad. Like you can go through the rest of the quarter. Like it gets so thin, so quickly at quarterback that someone, a stable presence like Kirk cousins, who can be good is very valuable to have. And that makes him a good quarterback in the league. I will say though, would you not agree that quarterback is so much stronger than it even was like three years ago? Like no, overall not, not really, because we don't know how good some of these young guys are. Like, we can say, Tim can say that Darnold is the greatest. Other people can say that Baker is great or Josh Allen's yeah. great. But, like, how fair, great fair, are these guys? Fair. fair. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a top-half quarterback last year in the league. You're right. I mean, I, you're right. I'm, I'm just a slut for the league, and I love young <laughs> quarterbacks who get drafted high. And I, you know, unless they're playing the Chargers on a week-to-week basis, I, I, I want to see them all succeed, so I... Yeah, you're right. I, I, I try to see the best in in all of them, and but clearly they won't all get there. Like, the, by by the metrics last year with the people with enough weight to actually, like, to be graded by pro football focus, the two worst quarterbacks in the league were Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. So, right. and you, you're giving them both credit for being really good, right? I'm liking... Through two years, I've seen enough to think, like, let's keep going. And, like, the big takeoffs, are I, I'm confident, can come. Sure. M- man, maybe that can happen. But as we sit here assessing it right now, that's just not the case. Like, really, wh- really, what's been the difference between Darnold, Josh Allen, and Mitch Trubisky? Nothing, really. Ex- Expectations. See, yes. Trubisky, well, certainly Chicago fans will hate forever what happened. Um Trubisky's being weighted against like the team's expectations going into last and and he gets shit on because he went before Watson and before Mahomes so he gets compared to those guys too rather than where his actual baseline level is which is probably a backup quarterback yeah of course but it's all expectation based and like we kind of said from a contract perspective if Dak Prescott was drafted like 17th overall in the first round the Cowboys would be thrilled with everything they've seen, and he would have been locked up already. But because he was in the fifth round and he he so overplayed his contract early 
And, you know, he was a fifth round pick and in some people's minds, like he still has to prove something. Now he's just not getting the contract that everyone else in the league that's done what he's done has gotten without a struggle. So, I don't know. All right, so let me ask you this, Tim. I think this is a good one. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd rather have played each other in the playoffs last year. I'd rather have Cousins. Like, Cousins is a better quarterback. I'm not so sure that that's true. I actually don't. I think uh, think I'd prefer Garoppolo, all things considered. Jeff, who would you take? I, I vehemently agree with Pat. Okay. Like, it didn't seem to me like Garoppolo was all that good, to tell you the truth. Whenever asked to do a ton, he couldn't do it. Like, that's a very good team, and he can be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback on that team. But he's more in, like, the Trent Dilford ilk than, like, someone's going to win you a Super Bowl. I'm sure a 49er fan will correct me, but I recall one game last year where he had to do it, and he did do it. And it was, like, the Thursday nighter versus Arizona. Sure, like so. I think Arizona got the lead late, and then he had like a great drive. But 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 last year, that team rarely asked him to be put in a spot to have to do it. And the couple times he was forced to, we didn't. I didn't see what I wanted to. And maybe that could change if the defense on the 49ers or the running game takes a step backwards, and he's forced into the situation, and we get to see it. It's just I'm kind of with you. Like if pressed to go make plays for my team. I'd rather have Cousins right now, at least in my mind, trying to do that than Garoppolo. Okay, that's your perspective. I disagree. I just don't get what you've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo to lead you to believe that he's, like, really good. I've seen somebody go into really big games and not wilt under the pressure. That's what I've seen. You know, that big game at Seattle to end the season, I saw him stand toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson and just play a better game. I saw him in the playoffs play Rodgers and your vaunted Cousins and not make the critical mistakes that cost his team games. And he wasn't the reason they lost the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, he overthrew one person that would have ended the game, but ultimately it's the defense that lets you down when you give up 17 points or 20 points in the last uh, in the last couple of minutes. I mean, he put that team in a position to win a Super Bowl. I don't know how much more you could really ask of Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he a superstar? No. Is he one of those top eight, top ten type quarterbacks? No. But he is a solid top 15 uh, journeyman quarterback that should last for a long time. What? And I saw enough. And I don't think Cousins is any. I think the Vikings ask Cousins to be kind of a game manager, too. They do. He's, uh, a, he's I, an elevated game manager. But I think that he can make more critical throws than Jimmy G can when under pressure. And he's asked to do it more. Like, yeah, he yes, the Niners beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Jimmy G threw the ball 19 times for 131 yards. The next week against Green Bay, he threw the ball eight times. Like, they go, out of, they go out of their way to make sure he doesn't have to do anything. Sure, and I think the less Cousins throws, the better they're off. To the, the, the Vikings do as well. You just gave Garoppolo a lot of credit for doing things that Cousins does better. Like, you just, even if they're the same guy, you speak about both of them so unfairly. Like, you're happy that Garoppolo can be a top 15 quarterback, but Cousins, if that is, like, where we put him, sort of, that's not a good thing. Like, he should be better pulling up his stats because I mean some of those years in Washington he had were so incredibly overrated uh yeah I mean look at this I mean he had what passer ratings I don't know there's just this he spent half a year proclaiming he was going to be the Jets quarterback and loving it I never really what were the passing ratings 
3,600 yards last year. That's not great. A passer rating of only 93 in his last year in Washington. Like, not, and, not, and, not, and 93 passer rating is pretty good. It is pretty good. But I'm just saying people think he's going to be a superstar. There's no, just who, who, who is out here saying that no. Kirk Cousins is a superstar? No one. This is some sort of let, weird straw man that you argue against. Let me put the point plainly. Kirk Cousins is 32 years old, 31 years old, is as good as he's ever going to be. And his claim to fame is that he got lucky against the Saints in a playoff game. Uh, you know, Garoppolo is just more accomplished to me as Jeff. Sort of made the case for me earlier. Who knows quarterbacks better than Bill Belichick? Well, it was Belichick uh, that drafted him and was sort of compelled to trade him away. I'm sorry. I, I know we have to pretend like Kirk Cousins is this great QB, but but he isn't. Well, who, I, I, I don't understand who you're arguing against with these the like ludicrous QBs I would take before him is long. I would think that there are more people. My only argument is there are too many people here when it comes to Kirk Cousins that think like Tim. Like, I think Kirk Cousins is unfairly maligned um unfairly maligned i don't i'm not saying he's a superstar i'm not like saying he's a world beater but he's not nearly as bad as as some people perceive him to be or his primetime record makes people believe that he is that's that's sort of all i want to go with and there by a lot of metrics um would put him as like in the back end of the top 10 in quarterbacks in in the league so yeah, in terms of efficiency, he probably would be like number nine or number 10. But again, there's more that goes into it than that. Like, hey, I want this guy to be on my team to win the Super Bowl. He'd probably be like 13 or 14 for me, which is still in the top half of the NFL. No one, unlike Tim, is saying that like he's a superstar. He's the best quarterback in football. I don't think anyone has ever even come close to saying that besides maybe Tim when he was going to sign with the Jets. I just don't think the evidence is there to suggest he's anything other than a mediocre quarterback, and I will not be convinced otherwise. All right. Did you guys read the Sammy Watkins story? Unfortunately. Did you read it all? I went all the way through it. Poor fellow. Can you uh, give the uh, the people the, the crypt notes on this Bleacher Report story? He has some demons. I mean, that's the literally, short way to put it. Literally demons believes that words can cause curses believes that there's an evil force that's uh sort of gloom and dooming our world and society uh i so what you're saying very... is, hold on are you saying that sammy Watkins has met you no i'm saying I, after having read that article i felt very discomfited uh i felt great sympathy for him i i don't know what he's going through but that doesn't sound psychologically very healthy. Well, I, I was starting to read it, and that's kind of what I thought as well. But there got to a point in the article where it was pointed out that Sammy Watkins just like, I know that these are like kind of delusional and crazy and people aren't on board with this. I think there's a big distinction between believing in crazy things personally, but also being self-aware enough to know that they are kind of crazy and you're okay with that. And you realize that other people will potentially judge you for that or just know that's away from the norm. The real insanity are people like you who just don't seem to believe that have no self-awareness. So I know I, I, I think it's more tragic to know that the things you think are crazy, know they're crazy and, and still be compelled to think them anyway. I think that's like an extra layer of torment. I think it's an extra. Um, I think it's an extra level of torment. But I think that, like, if because I saw some people calling him crazy, which I don't think this is the case. Like, he's aware of what's going on. This is just. What I wouldn't he say he's crazy, but I would say those thoughts are crazy. They're not healthy thoughts. Say, put it that way. 
I feel words don't cause curses. There are no curses. There's no <laughs> evidence of curses. That doesn't exist. You, you're the test case. No, let it do its worst. I'm not afraid. I mean, you said that, and then what? What, what had happened? That you were you just happened to be listening to Little Richard the other day, and what happened? He passed away the next day. But I mean, <laughs> I listen to all kinds of old like 50s and 60s music when I'm on my walks. I find it like gets you pepped up. Like music today is not as good for like like good vigorous walking as like Chuck Berry and Little Richard and Elvis. Like that stuff is good for walks. Like they're short songs. They get to the point and uh, like they just get you moving. Get you moving, Jeff. Do you listen or to Jerry Lee Lewis, which, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis is an old, is like the last now that little Richard's gone. Jerry Lee Lewis is the last uh, member of Mount Rushmore for rock and roll. Like he's the last great fifties rock and roller left. His music's great too. But if something were to unfortunately happen to him, that's because I was listening mm-hmm. to his music. No, I'm sure hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people listen to their songs on the YouTube every day. It's not just me on the YouTube. Yeah. That's how I listen to my music. Why don't you just get Spotify? I don't understand how it works. So, what do you mean you don't? so YouTube ends, like the song ends, and then you go back and you have to look for something else you like. When well, you're you know, YouTube curates like a list for you, right? Of songs you often listen to. So you can just click next, right? And you can listen to the next song. But you're clicking as opposed to just like playing for you from a playlist. Yeah, but that's no hardship for me to click one button. All right, but share that playlist with the people. I think people would want yeah, to know what's on your playlist. TC's brisk walking playlist, I think, is what people want to know. Uh, yeah, also, it's a, it's also a upbeat songs and sad songs. Why are you listening to sad songs on your walk? I find it's fun. Okay, fun is the wrong word. I find it can be cathartic to listen to a sad song after a couple of upbeat songs. Then you get even more excited for the sad, the happy songs when they come back again. So you're using like your da- your data the entire time while you're doing this? Yeah, but that's like the only time I use data these days because I don't have to go anywhere without the Wi-Fi. <laughs> the Wi-Fi. J- Jeff, uh, do you listen to sad songs on your walk? No. No. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. It's, it's reflective and contemplative. Like John Denver stuff is contemplative. It's kind of sad, but it's also like... I don't know. It's, it's, it's good to listen to. And it's like, I don't know, you're outside and I'm the type of person I go outside for walks. I try to breathe really, really deeply. So like you can really get your lungs filled full of fresh air. I find that. Why don't you try running? No, I I was going to talk about this later. I I think this vigorous walking that we're all doing now, which is really the best exercise for the soul as much as for the body. uh, I'm glad to see it's catching on. And uh, it's something I've been preaching for a long time. Uh, constitutionals. That's the future of, of uh, I think, healthy exercise in a lot of ways. Well, okay. And- I, I will share this with you. So one, I think that you should release your, your t- top cats, 12 songs to walk to. I think that's a great internet list. I think people will really enjoy that one. Uh, okay. I can al- do that. Also, from what I've found from this quarantine and people being inside is that anyone who was in good shape has gotten markedly worse shape and everyone who was in bad shape has like lost weight. Because, yeah, I feel because, like I've done like, well I, over this. Like, I walk almost every day, probably between three and five miles on top of more working out. I can't stop putting on weight. Like, walking does fucking nothing. Well, but it's good for the soul. What the fuck like, does that like, mean? Like, I find, like, mentally, it clears the cobwebs. Uh, it, you know, like, is recharging, it's resetting. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're outside in nature. You can fill up your lungs with fresh air and walk around. Uh, I find when I'm usually the happiest and best I feel is immediately after a shower. 
But these days, the best I feel now is when I'm done my walks. Now, is that uh, be- is that because you have a quick shower beat and you feel great? No, that's ugh, gross. No, <laughs> I, I just find like after I'm done <laughs> with a full shower, I just find I, I feel really good. Like it's like just you feel clean and not uh, like I don't like unclean. Anyway, unclean, clean. unclean. But you don't like after- unclean thoughts either. That's why you have a problem with the Sammy Watkins article. No, whereas I just find after walks, I just am relaxed. If you have a little headache, I find that goes away. If you feel cooped up, it is, the, those problems sort of melt away. Vigorous constitutionals are the, the way of the future. For, and certainly for me, uh, I've always loved them, but now I'm doing them more outside than I ever did before because there's no malls to go to. I find this has been very, very cathartic. And yeah, I will, when I get a chance, release to the people uh, sort of a, or you can put into show notes or whatever you want to do. The, uh, the top, uh, the, the the walking songs that I have on the YouTube lined up. But uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. So if, if there are silver linings to dark clouds, it's that we're all going out for walks more. And I think that's that's the tops. Well, I walk with my son every day. That's when I go out and I go for a walk. But I'm still running every second day. Like what you've just described about walks is how I feel about like when I go outside and run. Because that's, sure. it's actual physical exhaustion. Like I feel a lot better after the run. It sucks when you're doing it because obviously running sucks, but like I'm exhausted. I don't get exhausted from walks. Like it, I don't break a sweat walking. Like it, well, it sucks. I'm not trying to get exhausted. I'm trying to recharge. I'm trying to reorient my mind and my body and everything together. And I find a walk, uh, particularly now where I am, where parks are open again, uh, just to go out in nature a little bit and sort of imbibe all that there is around you uh, can be very healthy. It's a. Why big... can't Rich Tim just sit by his lake? Yeah, that's what I. Well, thought. I'm not exercising, man. Like I'm not. You know, you're not moving your limbs at all. I find just the motion of limbs, uh, uh, even though I'm walking by the lake, so you can sort of breathe in. And again, I I strongly encourage you to breathe in deeply that fresh air into your lungs. I find it's just a very exhilarating thing to do that with the sort of the winds whipping off the lake or wherever you are. Uh, to to it's just it's very uh, it's very. And I use the word soul. Yeah, it just it fills your soul up with gladness. Fills your soul up with gladness. This is a stark contrast from your usual stance of you hate going outdoors. So that's one thing. Two, I don't meditate, but I know a lot of people do meditate. That sounds like something you should be doing. You walk down to the lake right next to your house. You can go meditate, clear your soul, all the wind in your face. That seems like something I, you should be doing. Sounds cathartic. I'm somebody who is stationary quite frequently so being able to move is my way of sort of meditating in a way that a lot of people are very active and move around very frenetic and so staying uh, staying still is their version like i think it's the reverse for me i'm still so often that this little bit of kinetic energy is good for me well i I think that's kind of back to the point that i was at that I think we're seeing that a lot of people just had no activity whatsoever. And now that they literally have nothing to do or they're stuck at home, that they want to get out of the house and that constitutes going for a half hour walk, an hour walk, whatever. And that's significantly more than they used to be doing. Uh, And and, like people are getting into better shape and losing weight because of that. Um, But Jeff, uh, percentage over under on shower beats going up now that everyone's at home all the time. Oh my god! I never. That's never been my thing. So. Uh, I mean, yeah, but talking about something else. But people are at home yeah, all like, the time I, now. I, I don't mind if you want to talk about. It, I can uh, talk about it, but it's yeah. never been my place. Paul, huh? I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to respond. Sh- to that. Shower beads must be like a married guy thing. I think it's just if you live in a house with like a bunch of people. Yeah, that, that shower beads go way up. Okay, because yeah, yeah I like I'm. I'm saving my. I'm never at home by myself. Dark. Like why, why would I after dark beats? Like why would you have like having to like bank like you know. I like I like some visual stimulus. Yeah, that's sort of. So it's like if I, if I would have to bank what I just watch and go in there, is that the move? Like, yeah, like <laughs> it, it, it's tough to like. I live in a very small condo with a wife, a child, and another child on the way. Like, I don't have a whole lot of alone time here. It's not like I'm going to come into the office and have a beat with Paul standing on the other side of the room. Yeah, please don't do yeah, that. Fair enough. So shower beats way up. I guess if you're, I would say married, probably way up, or in a couple, or living with other people. That would be my guess. I'm outraged. Why? Because you just, just have my, regular beats? I, I just, uh, again, perhaps I am like, maybe I am like Aunt Kitty and Gone with the Wind after all. If there was a fainting couch, I would have fallen on it by now. <laughs> this is just like... That put you out? This is like surface level one of how like, gross we can get with this. Yeah, I know. I, I don't like to discuss those sorts of things. <laughs> Here I am trying to talk about like intellectually and spiritually enriching oneself. Yeah, you're not, you're, t- you're, you're, try, you're trying to take credit that like hey, going for a shitty... You're trying to take credit for going for like a 15-minute walk is exercise for you. I don't have clear pipes. I go for at least an hour. You got to clean your pipes. Yeah, you don't want to get get a backlog. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I go for a walk for like an hour, and I find it does a world of good for me. And it's something I will be doing a lot more. uh, Yeah? Do you you not just get this vibe? Like, Tim is literally like... In a, in a world like a like he's acting like his two parents are talking about having sex right now. That's how like disturbed he seemingly is by his friends talking about. I am not one who has ever really enjoyed discussing more graphic subject matter. Well, it, it, I, maybe it's not graphic enough for Tim. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe he's a big fan of like danger beats. Maybe that's like more his game, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> v- viewers and longtime listeners of the show will have a very descriptive breakdown of de- quote unquote danger beats. So we probably don't need to rehash that. No, we don't need to. But that's Tim's thing. He loves a danger beat. Is that no, what like, Chuck's into on billions? Not- What's that? Like is, t- like, is Tim into the stuff that, like, Chuck is on billions? No, 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 no. I have to fast forward through that stuff. I find it so disquieting. I have to just. What are you, forward. like, 11 years old? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't watch that stuff. I'm like, no, sorry. That's not what I tune in to watch. I tune in to watch rich people scheme against each other. You're you weird. Who live in actual mansions. You censor your own programming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't, you can't, you can't watch too much of it, or he has to have a beat. Doesn't want to do it. No, I don't. When I come across stuff I don't like to watch, I go, no. Nope, like you get uncomfortable. I. That's why the good Lord invented that fifteen-second skip button on my remote control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I finally, I'm now at the back end of season five of The Wire. Uh, like over the course of the past week, I just decided to binge The Wire again. I gotta say, it's the one show that I can go back to. Like, I, I usually watch it through like once every two years or so, and I forget like half of what happened. I think that makes it the best show to go back and watch out of all the shows. Those moments are that. so unmemorable that what? Uh, it's like watching them over again. I don't know if that's very commendable about it. What? I don't know. I mean, I watched. I've really watched the series only once through. I thought it was really good. I have zero compunction to watch it again. Really? I mean, I guess to the thing that Tim is sort of like the episodes. I mean, they're so well done. The show is is almost perfect in every sense of the word. And, you know, it was long and drawn out, like great writing, great character development. Um, 
you know, episodes didn't like, you know, it's not like 24, like an episode didn't need to end on like some crazy cliffhanger to bring you back next week. Like they kind of ended sometimes boring. I'm not, I'm not calling, I mean, you could call the show boring. I would prefer slow more than boring because I, like many, love the show. Um, but maybe that's sort of why, because there's like not those like pillar like endings. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that like going through it, it's just so easy to hit like next on the next episode that you find yourself like watching five in a row and you're like, oh, geez. And then, then you can't distinguish the episode from the episode. Like it's hard. You can almost in every other series, you can point to like, oh, this episode. That was like the eighth episode in season three. It's really hard to do that for The Wire because they all just kind of blend into one, which I think makes it super rewatchable. But you forget when stuff happens in the show, which is a good thing if you're going to rewatch it. Like, you know, you know how it all ends. You know, like, all of the beats, but you're always surprised when it pops up. You're like, oh, that happened here? Like, ah, I completely forgot about that. Like, season four, like, is kind of boring to start off with, but it has the best end, like, the best, like, final half of any of the seasons. But the first half is a bit, like, getting you to that point, introducing a whole bunch of new characters. Like, very few shows just have that sort of character development, like, at all. Like, it's not even close. It's almost so much like your buddies that like need that will like grow to love the show because it is perfect. Like you need to give them the forewarning, like just stick with it. Like just, I know like you might be bored as hell, like through the first like three or four episodes, but I promise you at some point, like it's all going to click. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, I think that's a drawback of the series, like having to tell people that off the hop, I think is not well, great just because we're a, people of no, like, I, I get that but the first the first half of like the first season it's better when you watch it again put it that way season one becomes a lot better the second time through just like season two becomes a lot better the second time through season three and four are awesome season five is actually kind of bad uh it uh, the last episode of the wire is really good but season five as a whole is just kind of stupid like it really should have ended yeah, after like the last episode of season four would have been a perfect finale to the series also i absolutely love the greatest thing about that show, like now reliving it, which season is your favorite like theme song? Actually, season five has the best scene though. Yeah. I, it's all, they all kind of blur right now. Uh, you know, if I rewatched it, they'd all like come back like riding a bike, I'm sure. But uh, I love that part of it too. But there is something, Breaking Bad was kind of exactly the same way that people were so frustrated at how slow it was to be like just even the first few episodes that it turned a lot of people off. Now, Fortunately, these shows get the reputation that people are willing to give you the leash on it. Like, everyone says, oh, these are the best shows ever. Like, if you find it boring after five episodes, you're probably willing to commit to watching the entire first season uh, and getting through and be like, oh, okay, I get it. But it's only because those shows have a reputation for it. I think that if they didn't, like, no one would ever no one would ever make it past those first few episodes. Like, that's what happened with The Wire to begin with anyway. Like, it came on after The Sopranos, and still no one watched it. And that was, like, the most watched show on TV. Yeah, the first three seasons, uh, the first two seasons I watched on DVD. I think like I probably even the third also. By the fourth, though, I was into the episodes airing as they aired. And Tim hates the show, as we just found. No, out. I don't hate it. I think it's a, I think it's a perfectly good, uh, you know, fourth or fa- fifth best HBO show. What would you rank as the top HBO shows? I think Deadwood is probably the best. I love uh, Deadwood. Maybe yeah, Deadwood. Deadwood was definitely better. Game of Thrones was definitely better. Game of, yeah, Sopranos Game of, was Game, de- of, Game yes, of Thrones was not better. It was. Yeah, it definitely was. Sopranos was definitely better. Curb Your Enthusiasm is definitely better. 
Uh, Larry Sanders show was definitely better. So I guess that's have what you watched. Let me ask you this. Have you actually watched through the Larry Sanders show? I've watched a ton of episodes. Have so I you watched have, every so the answer is one? no. Have I watched no. every single one? I no, have, I and I do it. think it's great. I, I also think it's great, but I know for a fact Tim hasn't watched it. <laughs> because, the, and I'll say the though. only reason I didn't, it was sort of later in life, like in my college years, was, um, I don't know, there was a point in my life, like I was such a, I still am a fan, but like such a big Howard Stern fan. And, it, you know, he called it like his favorite show pretty much ever. He always reference that he guest starred on it so like his love of it made me want to experience it and i thoroughly um in, in enjoyed it yeah uh, I like the wire is better than game of thrones no it isn't i like rome better actually there's quite a few hbo shows i like and i would say deadwood like i know it was a popular thing early in quarantine for people to like list underappreciated shows i think deadwood is incredibly underappreciated and it's a quick yep. watch too it is that goes. I mean, Rome is us. I se- love Timothy. R- Rome, is, Rome is good, but Rome's a season. It's two seasons. Is it two seasons? I didn't yeah, see- yeah. Caesar I didn't... dies at the end of season one, and then the second season is all about Mark Antony and Octavian picking up the pieces. Well, I didn't watch season two. I thought it ended after season one. <laughs> no, the guy who plays Octavian becomes a, like a different character becomes Octavian as he turns into Augustus. And a- anyway, that show was a fantastic. I know people have long said it was too expensive, but like. People laugh now and think of how much money they spent on Game of Thrones. Like Rome would have been jump change. But anyway, uh, yeah, but there's Rome only existed in the Twitter era. Could have gotten that. Absolutely. It would have gotten five, six seasons. No doubt. I don't think so, because the the reason that people always pointed out that Rome was so expensive because no one watched it. The Game of Thrones was the most those sex scenes. But Game of Thrones was the most watched thing on TV. Yeah, but HBO doesn't care about ratings. At least they say they don't care about ratings. I mean, they, they, they care, care about subscriptions. Yeah, they do. And Game of Thrones was driving subscriptions. Rome drove zero. I believe that I'm willing to believe. I'm just saying if Rome was on more, it would have gotten the, the, the buzz and it would have gotten the acclaim that it would that it deserved and that money wouldn't have been a factor. But anyway, that's a show I love. How does Trump have the subscription, the ratings for HBO? <laughs> he must have inside sources. What can I tell you? <laughs> I just made that cut because I saw a tweet where he's bashing Bill Maher's ratings and everyone sort of commented that HBO doesn't give ratings. Yeah, but he knows. He knows. If there's anyone who knows ratings, it's Trump because he has great ratings. They're very tremendous. Look it up. Believe me, the best ratings. <laughs> Can I make a hard left? Sure. Um, is it kosher? Can I talk about these... Um, these head-to-head golf matches that are coming up for a moment. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll end on the skins game. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um a couple things. Uh the more popular one, I just want to say I've completely turned on the match. Um excited for it cuz the quarterbacks. I have been from the start. I'm kind of more excited for this one than the other one that they did. I am full board on on the logic of like betting Tim and uh, Phil in a cash game. I'm not going to go there this time. This is going to be a heavy, heavy Tiger Woods bet. Um, it's for charity. There's too much being raked off the top for Phil to give that like effort he gave in the match. <laughs> and Tiger's not going over two in uh, like a head to head thing. I, I just, I honestly think like when you look at it, like the team match, we don't know how good Manning or Brady is. Like we have a sense at how good they are, but they, I think Manning's been playing so much more golf in the last couple of years. All Maybe. we know is, yeah, their handicaps are out there. Manning's about a stroke point, like two better. That's, yeah, that but, but, that, but that means on any given day, Brady could whoop him. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Manning can go in the trees on five straight tee shots. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I believe they're playing an alternate shot for it. I don't. Okay. So I saw the books, the one that's the, um, the drive, the Taylor made one with Rory and DJ and, and, and Wolf and, and Fowler is a skins game. So yeah. If you're making a bet on that. The move is it, just a bet. Form- just, just take the plus 175 and bet on Wolf and Fowler. Like I don't get why. Oh, would, I agree. I don't get why you would lay minus 250 in a skins game with Rory and DJ who are clearly the two better players. But how seriously do you think DJ is going to take this? Not at all, Pat. And I would argue this looks like a fight where, like, the books know the dogs are so live. But, like, because, like, just blindly, like, Rory's the best player in the world. And it's like Dustin Johnson is, I don't know how to explain him. I would call him, like, Aaron Rodgers. He's got his one Super Bowl. He's got his one major. Now, if you listed the five best golfers in the world or five best quarterbacks, you probably would leave him out and, like, put him just after it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but you got to take the dog there because you can make it all up in one hole and maybe you get burned by that. But there's so many things in the skins game that make me love that dog. But I've seen books, Pat, that are putting out um, bets like per hole on who drives the ball the longest. Wolf. And Wolf is like three is the third ranked guy on everyone behind Rory and Dustin, I guess maybe for obvious reasons. But I would almost consider betting Wolf blindly like across the board at like plus 340. Because there's going to be a couple of holes where he's just like, okay, guys, watch this. Like, he's going to unload his cannons for a uh, charity thing of fun. I mean, I would tend to agree. I guess the only thing would be, like, it just – I'm on FantasyNational.com right now looking up, like, the, the best drivers in the world. Like, Rory is number one in driving distance. Like, he is the best driver, which seems asinine to think based on his size versus some other guys. Like, it really – Gives you a kick in the nuts when you're someone like me yes. who can't drive the ball very far at all, being like, "Oh, Rory is the same size as me. He's far more." Jack yeah, but than you I. just fix it. you just fix that slice, you'd be fine. If someday, someday I'm going to fix that slice. I'm going to be deadly at golf. But I just, guess it but, is baked into the wolf odd that it's sort of like winning the AFC. Not only do you have to beat Rory on a hole, you have to beat Rory and DJ. Yeah, so on and, a hole. But I, I think that if you were getting the proper odds on it, like the distinction isn't all that different. Like the top six driving distance players, at least who are qualified for the masters right now over the past 50 rounds on the PGA tour, Cameron champ is number one. DJ is number two, Bryson, Rory Brooks and Wolf. Those are the top six. So I'm definitely team Oklahoma state uh, at the plus money, but I've seen a line as low as one minus one eighty for tiger woods and Peyton and I can just put it out there. I, I bet that. You bet um, minus 180 in a... Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that was... I, I think you're probably... The one good thing about the Tiger, Phil, Manning, Brady one is that it's set up for gambling. Like, they're encouraging people to gamble on it. That you could probably find better, like, hole-to-hole and live type of bets than Tiger... It's Tiger and Brady, right? Or is it Tiger and Manning? Tiger and Manning. Yeah. Tiger and Manning minus 180? Like, I... It just seems like a lot of juice delay for something we don't know anything about. I don't care. Tiger's you not just, going you just want Ti- to. You just want Tiger to win. <laughs> in celebrity anything versus Phil Mickelson, and there's a charity rake, and, and Phil doesn't. This isn't like cash game Phil. This is charity Phil, I'm expecting. Big difference. I know I know nothing. I'm just, that's where my money is, and I'm going to take the Oak State cowboys see i i would look at it like when i look at this fowler wolf team i I think the better bet is the plus 175 on them between the two matches solely 
because Rory and Dustin are what two of the top five players in the world. Like very clearly, they have the skill advantage. But where this is just how oh, it's a weird matchup uh, and it's a head-to-head round that like Fowler's not far off. Obviously, Wolf is way behind them, but Wolf has the one skill that Dustin and Rory both have that allow them to dominate. He can match that. Like the best iron player in this game is Fowler, and the best putter in this game is Fowler. Like if Fowler shows up, he's the real wild card because he's head and shoulders at two skills way better than everyone else. Yes, and, but and, this is also going to be really tricky, right? They could tie three straight holes and then someone catches the skin and you're like, oh my God, like it's all going to be on the line. That's why, um, yeah, the betting on this one's a little trickier. I'm pretty sure the other one is just a standard, you know, match play. There won't be the carryover skins in uh, element to the Manning, uh, to the Tiger film match. Sure. Like- Wolf and uh, Fowler use the Oklahoma State new fight song as their walk-up music? Maybe. And as um, and a lot of golf nerds are excited about, we get to see Seminole Golf Course, so that's pretty cool. And uh, one of, not that it was probably, not that it wasn't going to be, but um, one of our major television networks here in Canada has confirmed they're going to be airing. Uh, I mean, this, these things are great, but like honestly, I care about one tenth about them. Whereas the Charles Schwab, I am more excited for that than I've been for any sporting event in a long time sure but, but, but you've never watched colonial before in your life so i've seen i've seen them play a colonial sure i have i watch golf every every darn weekend do every you, weekend do you because it doesn't seem like you do because you don't have a clue I do. who any of these people are like i know who these people are. i don't watch it religiously because there's a million other things but i watch and now it's the only game in town like i'm so excited to just I mean, the, the field for the charles schwab is one of the most stacked tournaments of the year i'm that's, really that's, 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 that's not true we don't even know what the there's, field is I just saw today a ton of people who've been. Uh, who, Brooks who, said on Dan Patrick like two yeah. weeks ago he's going to play. Yeah, I think just that's the only he, reference point Tim has. No, no. Today I saw a tweet of all the the a bunch of best players who are going to play. You could be thinking of some charity event that's happening like next. Yeah, week for, like that. That's that's that has uh, that has Spieth, Scheffler, Hovland, uh, Answer. Mean, Brooks, has got Brooks, DJ, Webb, Reed. <clears throat> Fleetwood, probably Rose. Okay, well, Bryson, hold, hold on, hold on. Fleetwood might not even be in for Fleet, a major because yeah. of the. Yeah, Fleetwood's still in Europe, man. I think he'll be here. So you're just you're you're just guessing players that are going to play in this field. I have seen people say these are the types of guys who are going to show up. I mean, honestly, I couldn't care less who shows up. It's going to be on, and I'm going to watch it, and it's going to be great. And I'm excited for real golf. That is like that's a PGA tournament. I can only get so excited about skins games and that kind of Agreed. stuff. I, I, I'm not like the real season is coming and things are looking great for it to come. And we're going to get three majors. And like, I am is more excited about that than anything I found over the last few weeks. Don't that other, other than the NFL. I don't care about any other thing coming back to normal for sports for me to watch other than this and the NFL. Okay. Like that's it. That's the list. That That's where I am right now. So excited. I am right now. I agree with you, but don't overrate like how excited I am or Pat is or golf fans are for this skins game. We know exactly what it is. The golf nerd in me is more excited to see the golf course than the um, actual results. That being said, like to kind of Tim's point, I'm really curious. I don't think this Taylor made thing is going to do like great TV. And I would argue a replay of the 2018, 2019, like Wells Fargo that CBS airs on the weekend would probably do better because we're like the one, 2% of golf fans that are like so ingrained in it. 
But like I've spoken about many times, Pat, like there's so many guys that can just sit on the couch, put on the 2019 like Wells Fargo and see like Jason Day battling Rory. Like I'm just throwing names out there and have no memory. I have no like of, of, of how it played out last year. And they're almost watching it like it's Foss live because they don't know what we know. They just love golf. Yeah, the field should be really good, but there's no confirmation of this field at all. Like, it's going to be, I the tournament might not even go off, so it's really hard to commit to like a field that's actually in. I hope it has the top fifty players, all of them. Like, have it be a WGC with a cut with other people. That would be awesome. But like, Tiger's not going to play, so therefore, no, but who knows what Tiger's health is like? We'll see how we how he looks at this thing. I mean, if Tiger's health wasn't good at this point, I don't think that he'd be playing a skins game for nothing. No, probably not. I think that, that's, a, that's a fair enough point. So, yeah, Fleetwood's probably out. Rom is still stateside, so I'd get – and Rom plays Colonial every year. Where's Rose at right now, Jeff? You, you're just, like, basically getting triggered by every tweet that he has. Jeff had a very good point that Rose made a point of getting his sponsors in that photo of okay. him and his son playing backgammon. All right. That I, was so I, cheesy. I, I would like to tell you how this works. So as someone who has influencer deals and sometimes you're like, hey, why is Pat wearing that? Why is Pat tweeting about that? Sometimes you're contractually obligated to do things. And that's probably okay, in fine. his contract. You know what? Yeah, don't need to do that, it listen, with your kid and make it, it look fine, like it's Pat. like a slice of life. I'm just here to like call out the obvious like phoniness. <laughs> in exactly. Him. That is my job. And I don't not like Justin Rose. I think he's a great All golfer. Right, so, he's so, Jeff, been num- so, so Jeff, how about this? We'll get you an influencer deal. We'll pay a 10 K a year to do something, but you have to tweet all this stuff out. Are you doing it or not doing it? I'm doing it, but there's a way to do it. And I would probably do things that are more in line with things I've done in the past. My example, just being Pat and yeah, I'm like seeing things and maybe I'm making things up also, <laughs> but I've gone on many rants on this guy, not even the sponsor stuff. Like, this fact that, like, he now tries to act like some cool guy in, like, his out, like, in what he wears in some of these, like, sponsor shoots. You can't, when I've known you since you were 20, and you never showed an ounce of being cool in anything you ever did in front of a camera, I'm not going to believe you at 38 that you became cool. I'm just you, not. You're, 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 just, like, you're also trying to pretend like Justin Rose is in charge of what he wears in this stuff. He's not. They tell him what to wear. You know that, right? No. Okay, fine. No but it's about you align yourselves with that. brands that sometimes fit a lifestyle. Sure. Okay? You know, you know what brands he? Part, do you know what brands he aligned himself with? The ones that would give him the most money. Well, yeah, that's not, I get that's it. And when he does like these cool these these uh, like photo shoots, leaning up against like a convertible in like shades for a 22 year old, <laughs> I'm going to mock him and he can collect his checks and he wins and I lose. It just no debating that. It, part it just, it. it just seems like a I'm really weird to thing to get triggered. It. it just, it's, it's a really weird thing to get triggered about. No, I'm not getting triggered. You, about you it sound, you're already triggered. Listen to you. I mean, I, you, you, I, you I, sound I, like I, Tim. I can appreciate this actually. Hold on a second. And then this whole thing, Oh, I just came back from hitting balls and my kid had the game board ready. Like, Let's be 100% real. In Justin Rose's Bohemian, is that how you would say? No, the Bahamas. How would you? Whatever. In Justin Rose's like estate at the Bahamas and the golf course that he lives on, he doesn't go hit balls in his sponsor shirts. He doesn't. These guys (laughs) hit balls in like shorts and a tee. So then like to be like, oh, what do you mean? Why am I wearing that? I said I just came back from hitting balls. (laughs) 
Like, I don't buy any of it. I don't care. I get he's making money. That's fine. It already backfired on him. He chased some pennies for, for golf clubs when he became number one in the world. And now he's like trying to hide that he's using TaylorMades again from Homa. Well, he's actually gone with Homa. Sergio's now with Homa. Okay. So, and yeah, and I don't mind. I don't mind the guy. I think you brought up some great points on a show you might have done with um, Rick and Rasa. That, 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 you know, if the Masters was in April, you might have want, not wanted a penny on him. But Justin Rose at the 40, 45 to ones that are sort of sitting out there in a lot of, in a couple of books seem like great odds. I mean, this guy's got all the time in the world to be ready for Augusta at this point. You got to trust he can get there, you know, how hard he is working. I'm not debating any of that. It's just so tat. Some of it is so tacky. I like Sp- Pat. I'm a guy, like you've clearly noticed over the years, I eat up the sponsorship stuff. Like I eat it up. I eat it up. But when it's not done like aligning and proper, I'm going to make jokes and call it out. And am I like right all the time? And do I have all the info? No. But am I certainly aware he's getting paid at the ass? I am. But I pay attention to this stuff and I, I don't see what I see from him from the like the other golfers in his stratosphere that I follow Paul, and maybe I'm looking to pick on him, but I'll, I'll pick on anybody and they don't give me the rope that J row gives me. I, you just, I, I happen to think you just pay more attention to him than anyone else. Cause you like to, it's like, okay, Doug, it's, like it's like, Doug, it's, 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 it's like, Doug, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, Doug, it's like Doug, the pug is for Tim. Justin <laughs> no, Rose is for you. Reason. He's always getting on my nerves. It's it does the same thing with Justin Rose with Jeff. Paul, what were you going to say? I have no dog in the race. I was just scrolling through J Rowe's Twitter feed, and like he just looks like a pretty positive guy. I think you're being unfair. Like it's like one in thirty, one in like twenty tweets that are like super, super phony, and he's tagging or like tagging whatever, Mastercard like or Morgan Stanley. Yeah, but most of it's just like him hanging out with his kids. He just seems like a he good. Would have a, he he seems like a good dad. Name it Morgan Stanley. <laughs> he seems like a good I dad, man. I think you're being unfair. I like that Jeff has these beefs. I've, I endorse this. And blame people. Anytime he, t- I don't follow him. People flood my feed. Yeah. So, so that should lead you to. So, Tim, do you follow Doug the Pug? Of course not. And what do people do with Doug the Pug to you? They flood my feed with his nonsense because he gets you triggered, just like Justin Rose gets Jeff triggered. It's no, no, no. Again, I'll reiterate. It's not coming up from a place of like. Yeah, no now that you see like the level of sad and craziness you're going into, you got to backpedal a little bit. No, no, no. I'm not backpedaling. I'm not backpedaling one bit. I'll own everything I said, but I'm going to put it out there that I see a lot of what these guys put out there, like a lot of them, and nothing like reeks like this guy's stuff. I just don't see why you're bothered by a guy tweeting. I'm I'm not I can call him out his phonies. Did I even bring it up here? Like someone did this. I didn't even care enough. It wasn't even in my my notes. No, but listen to how mad you get. I get you know what? Tim's been here before, but it's I'm not mad at Justin Rose. It's like something it's your line of questioning that works me up more than him. I don't know how to explain it. But it's your line of, it's like how good you are at like defending the other side. Uh, maybe because me and Tim are insane. So like we give you lots of rope that like um, 
that's what fires me up is like the debating with you about it more so than actually being worked up about it. Oh, here's Brooks Kepka doing Michelob ultra trick shots. What a phony. What totally a phony. <laughs> what a phony. No, 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 not at all. This guy just showed the other day he shaved his head like he owns a white, a, 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 a white van. Jesus. He can drink his Michelob. He tries to be an alpha and he drinks Michelob ultras. Please. You know what I was reminded of, Pat? Because I think it was the week, and it makes sense, because my little girl's turning four this weekend, and it's heartbreaking to tell her she can't have a party because she's four and she kind of gets it. Um, they were playing, because uh, they're the, the, the Brooks for Lily, Byron Nelson, was on. I thought Brooks for Lily was St. Jude. Or whatever. Sorry, it could have been. Whatever it was, because I guess the timelines work out. Like, they're just playing the calendar. Like on TV? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whatever that was. But Sergio won. Was it the St. Jude? Why do I think it was Brian Nelson? Here's one that just says Brooks Kepka. It's fashion, bro. Had a good time. And it's him hitting golf balls in a bathrobe, but like in a very staged photo. Phony. Yeah, you don't seem to get on Brooks's case for Hold any on. of this stuff. I get on Brooks's case plenty, man. He's a guy's case. Like, I'll take a lot of things. I get on Brooks plenty. What about Bryson? What about him? Bry- Bryson's constantly posting stuff online. And it's Bryson all, and it's has all, no it's all, filter. It's all hacky and cringy, but I love it. Yeah, no, I was going to say Bryson has no filter. I bet you he has people on his team or who work for him that wish that he had some more of a rose like um, filter as to what actually went out there. Cause Brooks has said some pretty silly things, both on live streams and, and in posts. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love Bryson. So like, Part, if you, I don't know, man, if you were a marketing team, wouldn't you, you cannot at 38 years old, like all of a sudden come up with J, like that. People call you J row when I've known you since you're 20 and I never heard it before. Well, I mean, maybe you're not personal friends with J row. Maybe that's the problem. I, 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 as an, as a dispassionate observer here, weigh in on Jeff's side. <laughs> Check so out. That should on- tell you all you need to know about your take, Jeff. <laughs> okay, I'm walking out. Check out at underscore Katie Bosworth debut single album, Mine. That's from uh, Danny underscore Willett. What a phony. <laughs> um. Okay, Danny does, no, Danny... Danny's a fun, self-deprecating guy. And again, he's not... Uh. Well, maybe the entire Justin Rose thing is just a big parody. Maybe that's the way that he's approaching it. Okay, maybe. Maybe. Then I got got. I got got. And that's how the best trolls do it. That You don't even know that they're trolling. I, I agree. I 100% agree with that statement. Um, I'm looking at the leaderboard for the outlaw tour this week we have the guy in first right now jeff this is good news you know i had some people i I, my my menchies were kind of blowing up and yeah i don't want to get too excited about it but um well it's nine holes in and most of the people haven't teed off yet so we will take it on that note though i will say from our last show i had a lot of people who wanted to glad hand me which i don't believe was like in a top cat mocking way oh being a newsbreaker yeah yeah, that there were a lot of people that said, no, what, Feinberg? I was like, I'm a schedule nerd like you. I was living in it, and this you have things. That's where I got it from. I didn't see it from other places. This is so, amazing. Um, yeah. 
I, I will say that more people sided with me than you on that one. Because the only people reaching out to you are the people that are telling you they loved it. Well, because again, oh, people yeah, reach yeah, out to yeah, us yeah, in yeah, DMs okay. that don't reach out to you. Pardon? People will reach out to us in DMs that, that, that Pat doesn't see because they don't tweet it out. Far more people reach out to me, Tim. Trust me on this one. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that. But that's not saying that people don't just reach out to us individually. Yeah, never. If someone reaches out to you and wants to tell you how crazy we are, I, you can pass that along to me. I, I'll, I'll take it. No, I, I'm shielding you guys from all that. I don't need to be shielded. I don't feel shielded. I mean, just, trust me. You, you guys are the two most triggered people on earth. You think you want to read negative comments about yourself? You don't. I, I, I don't block practically anybody. I've seen the YouTube comments. Uh, I don't know. So you People should... aren't afraid to insult me on Twitter. I'm I'm pretty easy to get to to insult. So I'm only annoyed that some like faceless losers need to insult me to you and not to me. But I digress. All right. I think that that'll do it for us here. If people will actually want to go check out fantasynational.com right now, golf stat site, tool site, everything. It's completely free, uh, at least until Colonial or the first event ends up actually teeing off. And you don't need to put in your credit card info or anything like that. You just put in your email and get access to it. I got them to load in the Masters field, which is actually set for November right now. So you can see the odds. You can see the stats on everyone. If you just want to get familiar with the site, if you've heard about it, you want to get into golf, which I assume a lot of people are going to do, that you might as well go test this out right now to see if it's something for you that you like. Because... I don't, Jeff, you use it. It's a pretty, pretty quality site, I would say, at least. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a great time to give yourself a test drive on it if you want to go check it out. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for being here. Jeff Feinberg, Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. Not my name. That will do it. Um, I think that's, that's everything. Jeff, is there anything more you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. How about you, Tim? I mean, there's a never-ending list of things for me to get off my chest, but I will uh, will leave it at that. All right. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Told you about the giveaways, which include smashing the like button, leaving a review for the audio podcast, Five Stars, DraftKings Sandals, something you enjoy about the show. And check out all the other shows. We got more golf coming up. We got tons of MMA coming up, plus a whole bunch of different types of shows, including player-by-player breakdowns for fantasy football that I recorded with Chris Meany and Joe Pizapia. So that should be a lot of fun to get you prepared. It really helped me talking through the players-by-players to remember what actually happened last year and trying to project these guys out. You forget a lot of stuff. I mean, it's been a long time since football was on, and you probably only remember the last few weeks anyway. But either way, Pat Mayo, thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!